0: This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seely for Wednesday, July 20th. Stage 17 of the Tour de France, 130 kilometers from saint gaudens to pays in France in the Pyrenees. Four climbs today at about 11,000 total feet of climbing. Last two climbs are probably the most significant. And the final climb finishing up about a 15% grade at the very top. Before we get into today's action, let's talk about the situation The Emirates team. Yesterday, Rafa Micah dropped his chain, broke his chain mid climb, standing up and injured himself. It didn't look like it at the time, but apparently he was assessed and not able to start today's race. So that means that Tajay Pogachar is down to three teammates to finish the tour. That is not a good situation. Fortunately, he still has Brandon McNulty, his trusty lieutenant, who is very, very good in the mountains, so we'll see what happens. Let's get into the action. Today's stage, early breakaway with Simon Geschke of Germany getting some mountain points for his Polkadot Mountain Leaders jersey, and their breakaway stayed out there for a bit, uh, was finally reeled in with about 30 kilometers to go, reeled in by Brandon McNulty. I got to tell you, this guy is talented. He's been doing incredible work in this year's tour. McNulty is just like a machine up these climbs. He literally led all the way up the second to last climb. He's at the front, just like a motor. And you look at his style, he has flawless pedal cadence. He's not moving around on his bike. He's breathing really well. He just looks like in total control. And behind him is Tajay Pogacar, his teammate, just right on his wheel. And McNulty is setting the perfect pace. So American cycling might be coming up on a renaissance here. We have so many good American cyclists in this year's tour. Uh, so And these guys are young. So we'll see, we'll see what happens in the next couple of years here. But getting back to the race, we've got about 20K to go. McNulty is setting this... It's perfect pace, and he rides, essentially rides everyone off of his wheel except Pogachar and Vingago. But I, I gotta tell you, McNulty, um, you, you have to watch this. Watch how incredible he is up these climbs. And I think he looked even stronger than Pogachar today. I have to say that. I'm gonna declare that. If you look at it, Pogachar is suffering more. At one point, in fact, uh, McNulty starts pulling away from Pogachar, setting the pace, and you see Pogachar reach for his. Uh, microphone, um, his race radio microphone, to tell his team director to tell McNulty to slow down. Um, but McNulty catches on, slows down, Bogotá doesn't have to get on the radio. But this is an indication that Brandon McNulty is riding himself into even better shape in this tour. It's, it's just incredible. So McNulty is leading up this second to last climb at the very top Predictably, I would say, I predicted this when I was watching it, is um, Pogachar attacks. He attacks at the very summit, just like he did yesterday, and tries to drop Jonas Vingago on the downhill. Doesn't make any sense, but this is Pogachar. He likes to attack. He really does. And he's two minutes, 22 seconds back. He was kind of hoping and praying that he could maybe catch Vingago off guard. Doesn't work. Everyone gets back together. These top three, Vingago, McNulty, and Pogachar. They're all together on the downhill descending very skillfully. And now we're coming to the final climb with about uh, 10 kilometers to go. And McNulty again gets to the front and sets this, this perfect pace. And, and you can see Pogachar suffering, but McNulty keeps it in this, um, right in the perfect zone. And Vingago is tucked in in third place. Just, Riding the whole climb, McNulty is leading the entire climb. In fact, he leads all the way till about um, 300 meters to go. You rarely see that in a Domestique leading all the way that close to the finish line. That just, to me, shows how strong he is that Pogachar or Vingago didn't try to attack before that, because McNulty is just setting the pace so darn high. So now we're about uh, 250 meters to go, and Vingago attacks and as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, uh, Pogachar has a punchier attack. Vingago has not quite as much acceleration. Um, so Vingago attacks, so Pogachar is able to get on his wheel. And this is up a 14% grade. And it's, it's pretty brutal. They're kind of drag racing side by side for a while. But finally, Pogachar, he's got a slightly higher cadence. He's whipping his bike around, and he is able to uh, take the stage win just ahead of Jonas Vingago. Now, because Polgachar takes the stage win, he gets a little bit of a time bonus over Vingago and chips away at his 2 minute 22 second deficit and gains 4 seconds. So that's helpful, but doesn't really matter. Geron Thomas, who was sitting in third place overall, stays in third place, but loses 2 minutes to um, Polgachar and Vingago going up this climb. I still think he's going to hold it to uh, to Paris. He's looks, he's far enough ahead um, of Nairo Quintana, who's in fourth place. So uh, tomorrow is a very difficult mountain stage, probably the toughest of the tour. Uh, if Pogacar is going to do anything, he's got to do it tomorrow. He's got to desperately try some attacks. Um, I don't think he can do it. I really don't. I think. Um, and then there's the final time trial on Saturday. Pogachar is slightly better than Vingago, but not really. I, I think, honestly, I think Pogachar um, will not be able to win this year's tour. I think, in fact, Pogachar lost the tour this year on stage 11. So, if you flash back to stage 11, this is a stage where it was one of the first significant mountain stages, and the Yumbo Visma team really just bullied and beat up on, um, on Pogachar, attacked him, counterattacked him, counterattacked him again. And I think they know his psychology. They knew that this would work because Pogachar responded to every single attack, chased down each, each Jumbo-Visma teammate, by himself, which makes no sense because there are riders that were attacking on Jumbo Visma that were not a threat to Pogacar on the overall, yet he couldn't help himself. He just had to attack. And I think Yumbo Visma knew this. I think they know that Pogacar's weakness is that he loves to attack and he hates to lose. He wanted to win that stage, stage 11, and he wasn't really calculating you have to in a in a stage race you have to really calculate and conserve your energy it's like a chess match and i think he really lost uh, the tour on stage 11 he was chasing down all these attacks when he didn't need to and then the final counterattack by vingago he puts over 2 minutes on Pogachar in just less than a couple of kilometers that is number one testament to vingago's fitness and strength in this year's tour and also shows Pogachar's major weakness is that he hates to lose and he you can provoke him and he can do irrational things so um, that being said uh, Pogachar is an amazingly talented writer you know respect I'm just it's my job to criticize because if I see it I want to point it out and talk about that kind of psychology that If your default is that you just love to chase stuff down, you got to temper that. You have to change your style. You have to adapt. And I think Pogacar next year, uh, because he's going to get second this year, I'm going to call it now. I think that Pogacar is going to have to change his style um, and ride a little bit more conservatively and calculating. So that is it for today. Uh, Tune in tomorrow. It's going to be an incredible um, mountain stage in the Pyrenees. And thanks for listening.